Welcome to the Electrician Success Podcast. I'm Greg Allen, and this is your daily performance boost. If you're interested signing up to the Electrician Success Academy, we've got an offer at the moment for anyone that listens to this podcast. Use the coupon code PODCAST, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, all in capital letters, to get 10% off a lifetime, 10% off any of the memberships. So thanks again, and let's start this episode now. Hey guys, really excited to kick this one off. This is Inside Response, and what we're gonna be sharing with you is some tips and strategies um, that we're using at Response Fire Electrical right now that you can use within your businesses or at work, um, and hopefully it helps you guys um, move forward, cut, uh, you know, cut down time on things that you're wasting time on at the moment, make more money, um, and really enjoy what you do at work as electricians. So what we're gonna do uh, is just kick start it off with, uh, how did your week go, Kirk, what have you been up to? So yeah, uh, week's pretty fresh, um, so don't just started, and um, I've identified that yesterday I didn't have a great day, I kept getting interrupted, and the Lord sort of lacked flow and rhythm with my day, and I think it's really important to be able to identify when you have one of those days. Um, if, if you can identify it, then you can rectify it and change it. And instead of having a bad week, you only have a bad couple of days. So like, I think it's really key that, yeah, I identified that this morning and I've put some steps in place moving forward to, to sort of make sure that all the tasks get achieved within the week. And it also sets out a really solid plan so that the same thing that happened yesterday can't happen again tomorrow or the day after leading into the whole week so have you got some examples of what actually has been happening yeah sure so a, a lot of the time it's um interruption based stuff so you get um you're trying to make your way through a task that may take a couple of hours and you get the phone calls or the emails and you let those non-urgent tasks distract you from getting a task done yeah and you try and spread yourself too thinly over too many things in a day, um, you, you end up at the end of the day and you've got a whole heap of half done things, which, which doesn't help. That's like manic management. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, holy shit, I don't know how I'm going to do all this stuff at once, which you can't, by the way. So, so um, you start doing, oh, I'll just do this <laughs> and then I'll, I'll, I'll quickly just do this. If I do this now, then I won't have to worry about it. And at the end of the day, you look back at what you wanted to achieve for the day and it's, it's, it's not quite there. So did nothing. Yeah. It's, um, that sucks. Being, it's, being able to identify that that's what the issue was and, and then ways around that is, um, is pretty key. So uh, I know for the rest of the week, now I've got, um, I'm using a time block system. So I'm just gonna create hours in the day where I dedicate that much time to the, the task and that's all that I can afford to dedicate to that task. So yeah. I need to be able to apply myself 100% for that period of time and then I need to be happy with that's what's the done on that task for today. I need to get other things done and then make a decisive move yeah. onto the next task. So that's, that's power blocking. So yeah. we've talked about this before where you power block where nothing can interrupt you. So you've got your phone on silent until the end of that. You don't let in, uh, emails pop up on your screen and let that distract you. You don't let phone calls distract you. Um, if you feel like you need to be there all the time, you're going to feel stressed because if you can't break that down into, you know, if you feel like you need to be there every moment, 
then that's going to really drive you into the ground. You might as well be doing the work for everyone in the team if you feel that way, um, yeah. because you're investing energy and emotion into things that should run by themselves, and it's the ability to be able to go, hey, I've got to let, let the lead go a little bit, and if that means you let it go a little bit too far to start with and you have to pick up pieces, then you have to pick up pieces, but yeah. without letting that lead go, then you don't actually progress. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't free you up to do anything. So, um, worth trying anyway. Like worth trying. Just let, like, just set some power blocks. And what I mean by that is set thirty minutes where you don't look at emails, you don't take any phone calls, and just let. Like, people aren't going to go. Oh my god, I didn't answer the phone. Oh, that's it. I'm going somewhere else. Now, if you're the only person answering the phone, you've got some expensive advertising. Then you need to get someone answering the phone for you if you're the manager. But in terms of because you need to take those calls. You need to be the first person on the phone, boom. Otherwise they will go to the next one in the line and you've just spent money on ads um, if you pay per click. Yeah. Um, so it is really important if you're in that role, but if you're a manager and you're doing that role, find someone else to answer the phone for you and then divert it to you or take a message because if they take a message, they'll call you back in 30 minutes and that's your power block, then you, and you make sure you do call them back at the end of that 30 minutes, then it's all sweet. So I guess... Yeah. I find like uh, interruptions from our techs as well uh, about basic questions where they could find the answer themselves or they could find the answer through another avenue. If you don't answer that call, generally they'll find a way around it. Yeah, they'll call someone else. They need to find a way around it to get through their day. So it forces them to think outside of the square and you can't be the answer to everyone's question at every time of the day. Mm. It's, not, it's not to say you can't answer the question, but you can, by the time you ring them back after 30 minutes or an hour, 90% of the time the problem's been rectified and they don't need your help anymore. So it's a, it was a wasted phone call. So that interruption was completely unnecessary in the first place and all you've done is filtered that out. Yeah. And hopefully you guys, when you build up your library as well, then you'll be able to direct your team to go to that if they need help or call someone else um, a great person to call is if you're like a if you're not a member of Master Electricians Australia, you should become one and talk to me. Send me an email. I can get you some awesome discounts on that as well. But their technical team is unbelievable, and if you utilise that as part of your membership, then you say first person you call is Master Electricians technical team. They will answer most technical questions. That frees you up as a manager, not having to worry about it. So that's what we. You know, get our team to do, but sometimes they'll just call Kirk because it's, it's someone they know. So we have to remind them to call the technical line. Yeah, so it was mainly um, mainly distraction-based yesterday. Um, we had a, a couple of um, difficult customers as well through that. And with those sort of situations, sometimes it's best to address that matter as quickly as possible. Um, other times, the longer, if you give it a little bit of time, the heat goes out of the argument. So you need to assess each one, but um, the ability to prioritize that and deal with someone who's feeling aggrieved early to rectify the issue is is, uh, is pretty vital as well. So I had a, had a couple of those sort of interruptions where yeah, I had to drop everything that I was doing in order to maintain and, and rebuild the customer relation. Yeah, can you, can you give me an example of what? That was? Yeah, yes. so, so uh, yesterday we had a customer call up um, a little bit disappointed in, in the work that we'd, we'd completed. Um, wasn't quite 
to the standard that we expect from from our guys. Um, now it's difficult in a in a management position to know exactly what's going on. You're dealing with second and third hand information a lot of the time. You're relying on what the notes from the technician say versus what the client may be saying is the issue without actually knowing for yourself. So yeah. it's, you've got to tread a, tread a careful line as to not offend anyone by backing your staff in the same in the same step. Yeah. Uh, you need to be able to trust and, and back your staff up, but in the same token, you can't press the client to make them feel like what they're saying isn't valid or isn't worthwhile hearing. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a difficult sort of balancing act there, and um, comes with practice. Uh, but the, the the best method is to um, always come in come in soft. I find um, apologetic and empathetic to their situation. Uh, there's always a solution. Um, it's just a matter of both parties being open to finding the solution. Yeah. Do you so? What's the process you'll go? So say if it's your customer calls up and then they'll be like, "What if you?" Yeah, I'm. I'm not happy with the work that's been done out here. What's your m- normal process to defuse the situation and, and make the customer feel um, like they've got a listening ear and that yeah, you know, we so actually care about them? Definitely, like the fir- the first point of call is um, come in apologetic. So I'm sorry you feel this way. It's never our intention. We we pride ourselves on uh, delivering a service level that's higher than what you've achieved, and so there's there's been a breakdown here somewhere. And um, then I'd ask for a sort of an explanation as to what the situation is and why they're feeling the way they're feeling. Yeah. And so, sometimes it's a miscommunication. Um, sometimes people can, like, price point is, is a very sharp dagger for a lot of people. And it could be as simple as there was an error on the invoice and they've seen it as the world's worst situation ever. Which might be to them. It could well be to them. Yeah. And so you need to be empathetic of that. And then... The solution there could be, oh, look, I've just looked into this. I'm really sorry. We've made an error. Apologize. You know, amend the invoice. And then all of a sudden, all of their grief has been lifted yeah. for something like that. Um, other times, it can be a little bit more difficult. Um, it depends on what, what the customer um, has concerns over. Um, workmanship is, is a difficult one, um, mainly because you haven't seen the job yourself. So there may have not been another alternative to the way that the work has been completed. Um, so in like, in some, some situations, I'd offer to come out and take a look myself um, just to talk them through exactly why it's been done that way. Um, so they've got a second opinion on, on what we could have done. And if there, is a, if there is a method that would work better that wasn't achieved by our technicians as well, we'd also offer to, to complete that in that manner. Yeah, if if that would make them happy. I like to when it's those sorts of situations. I really like to call the customer. I talk to the customer and I say, "Can you please tell me exactly how you're feeling um, and the situation like that made you feel this way?" Um, and I want to help you out. And once they've said that, um, I'll say, "Okay, what I need to do now is just call the electrician and find out what he what the story is from him." So you find both stories before you say anything about. Um, you know, help might yeah. Oh, we're gonna fix this, or we're wrong, or you you don't say you're wrong until you say you've talked to both parties. But you need to first of all listen to your customer fully. Let them f- like fully talk out everything they need to talk out because that's really really important 
in people management is when someone's got an issue, let them say everything. Say, is there anything else? I want to make sure I've, you know, I've heard everything from you. I want to feel like you've been listened to. Yeah. And once you've done that, go, okay, what do I need to do now is I just need to call the um, electrician and just find out their story. And then um, I'll call you back and then we'll come up with a solution. I think it's also really important to, when those phone calls are being made, it's important to stay calm and in control of anything. You can't get yourself, let yourself get hyped up in, oh, this isn't right, this isn't right, or something like that. So it's, yeah, if, if you have the ability to, you need to put yourself in the right situation before making that phone call. So there's no point if you're running late for an appointment and you're stuck in traffic and now you're having this phone call with, the, with a customer or something like that, you're just like, you're under stress, you're under pressure, and that's gonna be conveyed in your language and the way that you communicate with the customer. So it'd be better to let them know, hey, can I call you in a couple of hours? I'm just going into a meeting, get the meeting out and over and done with, come out, calm right down, and come in nice and relaxed into the conversation and allow yourself to hear what they're saying, as opposed to being rushed and snappy, and then that, all of those external factors can be transposed into your language and yeah. the way you talk to someone. I think, like, that's important to postpone the conversation, but when you're listening to someone, you don't need to talk. So when you're, when that person calls up and they're pissed, you don't say, sorry, can I call you back later? Because they're gonna feel like you're not listening to them. Um, so what I always, even if I'm like, I'm so like at my wit's end here, um, with everything that's happening and I'm feeling stressed, you, you need to say, okay, you have to fall into this listening modality. You need to fall back and say, okay, I'm in listening mode. Just listen to them. And once they've talked it out, then I'm going to hang up the phone and, oh man, like whatever you need to do. But let them talk it all out and say, okay, what I need to do now is just call the electrician. I'm actually going into a meeting. Do you mind if I call you back at the end of the day? Yeah, no, that's fine. Thanks for listening to me. Yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. See ya. And then call them back. If you don't call them back, yeah. you need to call them back. If you don't call them back, they're like, I hate these guys. <laughs> so, oh yeah, cool. So the same thing goes as well, like um, keeping you cool is, is really important. Like we've had, say if we have a customer that's called up and said, oh, the work you've done, uh, oh, the light fit in the even store stopped working. And something rather simple and all of, uh, all of that, but if it's been a long day, you can, or you've had a couple of, you know, difficult conversations, and it's very easy just to slip into the mode of, who did that job? I'm gonna, I'm gonna have them. Like, what? Why doesn't it work? How hard is it to get a light fitting to work first go? Sort of thing. So the same thing again when going the other way. So it's easy to take the information from the customer there. Oh yeah, no worries. We'll get that all sorted for you hang up that phone again you need to collect yourself before you call the technician or something like that and go just calm down don't let the emotion drive the conversation and yeah extract yourself from the situation and just deliver the information as it needs to be delivered yeah like the light fitting's not working we need to go back that's well the truth the truth there is the light fitting's not working um the customer you know, customer might not be using the light switch correctly. We don't know until you hear both sides of the story. So stay calm because you find if you stay calm up until you've talked to both parties, you've got a full picture of exactly what happened anyway, right? 
Yeah. And so once you've got the full picture, then you can, well, you've, you're calm because you're, I know exactly what's happened here. And then you, you say, okay, what we're going to have to do? And you can come up with a solution. So, but it's easy to, when someone goes, my light's not working, I'm really pissed off. And then you're like, damn it. And you get on the defensive and like, why are you yelling at me? I haven't done anything wrong. It's like, do you feel that way sometimes? Yeah, definitely. Or, <laughs> or you control yourself for that phone call and you hang up that one and you're like, all the energy that was building up, like, oh, then you pick up the phone call and you just deliver it poorly to, to the next person in the chain, which, is, which isn't right. You can't, can't be doing that. Yeah. And it's hard, like managing is hard work because you're dealing with people all day. So it's really important if you get a chance to do some study and research on people skills because understanding that everyone's situation leading up to that point in time has made them feel the way they feel. Um, same as when you're, you're stressed, you're trying to get all this stuff, you need to do all the invoices, you need to do this, you need to finish your job, whatever it is, then you, um, and then you get that phone call, well, you've had a different story happen out before that, that mm -hmm. moment as well. So, um, but I think if a, a real good skill to have as a person, whether it's your electrician or a manager or, what, or a business owner or whatever, is to be able to just look objectively at something um, and not allow emotion to, and drive, the, yeah. to drive, yeah, the situation yeah. because... It's, they're, not, they're usually probably 95% or percent or more not angry at you. They're angry at the situation. So, um, and, the, and it's not a personal no, gig. No. They're not saying you are a useless person. They might actually say that. <laughs> but what they mean is... <laughs> the situation you, is useless for them. Yeah, that's... what you've done is made you appear useless to me. But, you know, yeah. you've, you might feel like you've done everything right. And it could be something totally different. There's an explanation for it. And you, how many times have you gone back to a job and there's a perfectly good explanation about it and then the customer feels all good about it? Yeah. Or apologetic because apologetic. They, they, they didn't realise, oh, sorry, it was just, it's just a globe. Something yeah. simple. Oh, I yeah. feel like a goose now. Really sorry for going off my head at you. Yeah. So. But then if you, as the electrician or as a manager or whoever, re um, you know, reacts to Bites their in. initial... yeah then it's a conflict. And then it doesn't matter if you go back, fix it, they're gonna be pissed off. So uh, another thing I found is like, the more you allow yourself to get sucked into the emotion of the day, so that the other people's emotions, mm. so people feeling negatively or people feeling pressured or stressed or um, lack of time, sort of like anyone will, exhibit emotion throughout the day. The, the less you buy into their emotions, the more you feel in control at the end of the day. Yeah. The more you allow yourself to march to someone else's tune, at the end of the day, you're worn out because investing emotion into something takes energy. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, they're, they're the days where you get to the end of the day and you're just like, oh, I am absolutely pooped. And for what? It's all because you've allowed the emotion of the day to get into you yeah. and then the ability to objectively go, that's great, this person's stressed or this person's feeling this way, acknowledging that, not being so cold that you're not acknowledging other people's emotions, but acknowledging that but not buying into it is a, is a skill. And the ability to go, I understand you're a little bit stressed at the moment, that's 
that's unfortunate and that's that's all good. This is what needs to happen. We need to come up with a plan to get this mm. this resolved, and this is the way I think we should go about it. What we've done there is we've acknowledged the stress. We haven't bought into it. We haven't gone, oh my god, yeah, he's really stressed, or we're really stressed, or we've got to get this extra stuff done. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you haven't bought into the emotion. It's it's a more clinical decision. It's like this is the problem. This is the solution. This is how we get there. All the emotion taken out, you end up finishing your day and you feel, you're feeling fresh. You're still feeling like there's, you've got more to give, mm. which is important because the more you, the more of those days where you let the emotion grind you down, that's when you start to resent what you do and you find life getting on top of you and yeah. you get to the end of the week and you're like, oh, I just can't wait to the end of, the, I can't wait to get to the weekend and yeah, all that sort of stuff here. So keeping objective to other people's emotion is 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 really key i think yeah so i guess like a good thing to remember here is um apologize even if you know you're right like apologize first then um can you tell me exactly what you've experienced understanding is yeah yeah Yeah. so i'm sorry um yeah it's it's not even i'm sorry you feel that way it's just i'm so sorry can you tell me exactly what you've experienced here because I want to make sure we fix this for you. Like, if you say that in that order, then they come back and say, blah, 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 and they let it all out, then they've vented. They've, they've vented it all out. Thank you so much for, and then thank them. Thank you so much for telling me all of that stuff. I can totally understand how you feel the way you do. I would too if I was in your shoes. Like, the way you've, sh- the way you've told me really make, paints an image for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and then, you thank them. So I'm sorry. Can you please tell me what you've experienced? Thank you for telling me that I can relate. If you say that I can relate, then great. Okay, cool. So you agree with me? Yes, I agree with you. Now let me let me come up with a solution for you. I'm gonna to have to have some time to do that. Boom. You'll fix it. You'll fix it no matter what. So many times you can you can um, even after that, you got to let them talk it out and say thank you for telling me all of that stuff, I can see from your experience how you feel the way you do. I just need to tell you a few things um, which might bring it into perspective for you in terms of the electrical regulations or, yeah. you know, then after they've talked it all out, you thank them, I can, I can relate to you from what you've told me and you will relate because they'll paint a picture for you. Yeah. Have you ever had that feeling that you're sitting in a group of people and you're just sitting there waiting for the other person to shut up. And, you, and once they hold on to your idea, yeah, you're not, like, oh, yeah. not shut up. I've got such a good thing I'm going to say. I'm just going to wait until someone stopped talking and then I'm going to say it. Um, but in the meantime, you're not listening to the other person. So, um, so many conversations are one way because you're just thinking about what you want to talk about yourself and you're not actually listening to the other person. Yeah, so especially with the customer, it's really important that you, you listen without thinking about what you have to say. Just let them talk to you and put yourself in their shoes and really go, okay. And once they've stopped talking, just go, yes, okay, okay. Ask questions. Any questions that you can ask is going to help promote, like make them feel like they've been listened to. Um, and then, yeah, just letting them... Another good thing is like talk it out. It's not a race. Like it's not how quickly you can get off the phone to this person. It's about slowing it down and making sure you cover all of their 
concerns or gripes or something like that. So like just slow it right down. And even if there's a pause in the conversation while while you like actually process what they're saying, if you're just sitting there and you slow the conversation right down instead of like, yes, 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 no, boom, boom, see you later, off, get fixed. Like if a customer doesn't feel like you've listened or that you're actually, um, you actually care about the situation that yeah. they're in, then that's, that's a common sort of way to deal with the problem. Yes, yes, no worries, we'll get it fixed, hang up the phone. Mm-hmm. They, they might get their problem fixed, but they, they haven't been able to express what yeah, they're actually Yeah, that's concerned. the thing. They don't care about getting it fixed. That's not, they, they want it fixed, but if you don't let them talk their own lesson, then they're gonna, uh, sorry, if you don't let them talk out their story, then yeah, it's just gonna, it's, they're just not gonna feel comfortable. Even if it does get fixed, they're still going to feel... Having a negative... Um, they'll keep the negative vibe yeah. because they haven't been able to express themselves. Yeah. People just want to be listened to. That's it. If you remember that, you'll win. That's <laughs> all you have to do. Listen to other people. Cool. All right. Um, so, yeah, how's the how's efficiency been this week? Uh, yes, it's all right. Um, I've had a couple of callbacks, which are... Um, it's just a little bit disheartening, really. It's uh, like you push so hard to, you know, um, generate as much work as you can. You push the guys to, to get through the work as fi- as efficiently as you can, and it's all going one direction. And you're like, yeah, we're going, we're going, we're going really good. And then it's like the legs get cut off when you get a callback because it's completely inefficient. You lose all your momentum. You lose, I guess, in a way, you lose confidence. You just lose confidence in in the team a little bit. Um, the individual technician might lose confidence in their own ability as well. So it's a, it's a real handbrake to, the, to everything that you get going. And it takes a long time to get momentum and it's really quick to arrest it if you yeah. start getting callbacks like that. So Just so you know, a callback to us at Response is when something hasn't been done correctly and we have to go back and we can't charge for it. So the effects, are massive like in terms of the business expense so if you have to send someone back to the job and you can't charge for the time you still have to as an employer you still have to pay your electrician to go back you still pay them their hourly rate so you're as an electrician you're still being paid but you're costing the company but not making any money you still have to drive back to the job you're being paid for that you're still being you know, fuel, the fuel, fuel to get there. Yes. Um, the time it takes to book it in with the client, like the admin side of things. Um, is for for just, us, like if you have to go back for an hour, or a half an hour to an hour, it's a hundred to two hundred dollar loss. So that includes traveling from your last job, from the address of the last job, to do the job, fix up the problem, and then all the way traveling to the next job is the amount of time which is a total loss. And then you've also got the fact that that if you weren't at that callback, you would have been on a new job making more money. So yeah. you, it's, the, it's the double-edged sword as you're doing something for nothing and you're missing out on valuable time in the day where you could be doing something and charging for it. Yeah. So. it for example, if you get to the end of the day and you've made $200 profit, um, then that means after all of the expenses and you have to go back to one call-out, uh, then you've lost all of that and going into negatives so costing the company money, which is in like the company can't run if that happens. So have to 
do everything you can to ensure that you've tested everything before you leave. Uh, make sure that you've talked to the customer, talk through your job with the customer. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, because if you walk through and say, I've done it this way because um, here's, you know, the, the pros and cons of what's been done, you know, fully talk to your customer, are you happy with everything? Yes, I'm happy with everything. And you've gone around and you've checked everything's working, then you're not gonna get a call back. It's as simple as that. That little bit of extra time communicating with the customer and walking around flicking switches or making sure everything works before you leave, especially the circuits that you've been working on, then you know you just won't get a call back. So, and if it's something else, then you can charge for it, then that's good, but. I was right, yeah. son. One of the most valuable things I learned as an apprentice is it's probably less to do with what you actually do. You can do any particular electrical task a hundred different ways. But the ability to justify why you chose the way that you chose it is a key skill. And if you can explain to your customer why I did it this way as opposed to why I did it that way, then there's never going to be any issues. Why your way is the best way. Yeah. This I've done it this way because this is the best way to do it. So yeah. if you do that, you the customer's like, sweet, we got the best way it could have been done. Exactly. And it's either going to look the best or be the most efficient or be the cheapest. There's always going to be a positive to the method that you want to use. And you need to amplify that. And yeah. You need to justify why do it. spending an extra half an hour doing it this way might cost a little bit more money, but it's going to look the best because I'm going to take the time to, to get it looking 100% yeah. for you as the customer and the customer really respects that. They go, oh, okay, well, we could have it looking really ugly and pay this much or we could have it looking 100% and, and yeah. pay a little bit more. And Do you know what I hate to hear is, and if you're one of these people, think about this, if you, if you go to a job just to do what the customer asks you to do, you're not being an expert. An expert. You're not providing a solution. You're being a laborer. You're, you're being instructed and directed by a non-qualified person to do something that they want. It's your job to provide Solid. expert solutions for the customer. Yeah, okay, what do you want? You want it there? Okay, well, can I suggest that we do it like this, da-da-da-da-da, explain how you're gonna do it, because that makes you seem like an expert, put yourself in the expert's position. When your customer asks you to come out to their house and they start telling you what to do, who's the boss? They are. So if they're like, you've gotta get into a position where you are in control, so that if you do come across something like a substandard situation or an unsafe situation, you've already taken the reins of this situation. You're the expert. You've been the one doing all the training. You did the apprenticeship. You're the tradesperson. So be that. Come to the job. You're the expert, not the customer, okay? So remember that. It's really important. And spend the time explaining the process you're gonna go through. And if you need it, it's gonna take you an extra hour to do something, then explain that and say it's gonna take an extra hour to do it this way and it'll cost this much more, everyone wins. Like as long as you can charge for it, if it's gonna take an hour longer and you said it's a standard point and it takes an hour longer, who's gonna be unhappy? Yeah. It's the same thing as a callback. Like if you can't charge for it, but you're still being paid, you're still paying for the vans, you're still paying for all of the insurances, we're still paying for every other expense that we've got. But you're doing work for free. 
That's what it comes down to. Well, we're paying everyone, we're paying, paying other companies and other people to have you at work. <laughs> yeah. You're not making money and the business won't survive. It's really important. Cool. Um, how's the guys going at the moment at work? Yeah, they're pretty good. Um, <clears throat> the schedule's been a little bit tight. Um, I spoke to a couple of guys and they were a little concerned that we were packing a little bit too much into their days, um, which is good because if you don't get that feedback, then you, you sort of don't know. We do have to push the limits. So yeah, um, you do have to push until, until you hear, oh, hold on a second, it's a bit too much, and then we can turn it back, which is good. So we've hit that sort of good median now, and so for the next couple of weeks, I think we'll we'll really um, we'll really make a good dint on being efficient mm. yet understanding to the amount of work that the guys can get done without creating additional unnecessary stress for them yeah so i think that's good yeah i think also as an electrician if you're out in your day it doesn't matter what type of work you do know your day like call ahead understand every job you're going to um make sure you've got a clear picture of what you're doing and communicate with management that I'm going to need more time or I won't be able to get to that last job, push it off and spread my schedule out because you're the expert. You're the one that knows. If, if Just look at it from, this, from our situation at Response. We get a customer call up and it will go through to one of our uh, people in the office. They'll say, what do you need? You know, PowerPoint, new lights, whatever. Okay, cool. That goes on the job card. But nothing else. It doesn't say, what type of roof do you have? You know, um, they could ask all that stuff. But it's your job as an electrician to see the, like visualize the actual job before you get there. So you've got the right parts, you've imagined exactly what you're gonna do and the process that you're gonna take. So when you get there, like we said before, you've already come up with a solution so you can walk in and go, this is how we're gonna do it. Thanks for talking to me on the phone. And what's really good about calling ahead as well is- Building a connection. Yeah. Like I used this example the other day where um, if you call ahead, you've, have you had that situation where you go to a party and you meet someone for the first time and it's hell awkward and you can't have a good conversation with them and then that's it. You, that's, you know, awkward meeting. Great. See you later. Next time you see them, it's like, oh man, how you been? Like, yeah, what have you been up to? Yeah, yeah you're still working at that place. All of a sudden, things change. The barriers have been broken down. You can do that in a phone call. You call ahead, you introduce yourself, you say, hey, I'm Greg, I'm the one coming out, you're not Greg, I'm Greg. I'm coming out to your job, um, I'll be the electrician that's gonna attend today. Um, can you tell me a little bit about exactly what you want? Then they'll paint the picture for you, then you'll get to site, you'll have the right parts, you'll have a, a process in your head, you'll have an idea of how long it's gonna take you. So if you're looking over your schedule, you're like, there's no way I can do that last job because I've got all this stuff to do. So I think another thing is knowing your own ability is a really, really big thing. Not everyone is the same when it comes to ability on the tools and it's, it's not expected that everyone can race around and, and be the world's fastest electrician. But you need to understand in yourself that this is the sort of work this job will entail. I think that that should take me, not anyone else, but me. It's going to take me this long to achieve this task and then have a look at the schedule and just be like, have they allowed enough time for me to do the job? They may have allowed enough time for someone else to do the job that might be a little bit quicker than me, but have they allowed enough time for me to do the job? And if that's not the case, then we sort of need, need to get on to that as quickly as you can identify that. So it might be that 
the last job of the day is uh, scheduled for three till four and it's install a new oven circuit 30 meters and install a new oven. You could look at that and go, oh, well, that's going to be pretty hard to get done in an hour. And then you might go, actually, no. For me, that's a two and a half hour job. So we need to either let them know that, yeah, we'll, we'll be able to do it, but we'll be working later today, or we need to look at rescheduling that to a different time frame. So the ability to know how long it's going to take you, roughly, in your head, you won't know until you get there, but the ability in, to understand how long it takes you to do different tasks. Alternatively, so many electricians are out there just... Say if that job's at 12 o'clock in the middle of the day and it's been scheduled for an hour and they get there and they go, okay, what am I doing here today? Oh, oh, it's an oven feed. All right, I'm going to get started on that. You know, my next job's at 1.30. Yeah. Okay, and then get started. Oh, no, I'm not going to get this done. Oh, I'm going to race, race, rush, rush, rush. And then all of a sudden, you're seeming rushed to the customer. You're flying out of there. You making errors. You're making errors. You're getting callbacks because you made errors. Um, you don't connect with your customer because if you're in a state of flight, fight or flight, you're not stopping to talk to anyone. You're out of there. Finish the job. See you later. Boom. In my van. Like, no, that's what happens. That's not to mention the additional stress that you just caused yourself. Like, then you get home at the end of the day and you're just like. Oh, what hell. Yeah. What a day. And if you're keeping that all inside and you're not communicating that to the office when you know it's going to be an issue and start of your day, you should be calling all of your jobs. I don't care where you work. Get an understanding of um, what you've got lined up for yourself in the day and just understand fully with visualization of it um, by talking to each customer so you can hit you know, so many stones in one. When you call the customers, you introduce yourself, you, um, you say you're gonna come and help, then you come and help, and then you provide a solution for them, but you've got a big, you've got a mental image of how your day's gonna pan out. Then you reconcile that with your schedule. Oh, that's not gonna work, you know? Exactly. Call ahead. And you've got, I, I used to use like other ways to assess the day as a whole, so I would go, Oh, the first couple of jobs, they're pretty tight. I'll be hard-pressed in the morning, but that's all right. If it goes smoothly, I'm still good. And then I might see, like, towards the end of the day, I might have a job that I know that I can recover some time there. So I'm not... that Instantly, I've already got this little bit up my sleeve, but I go, if I get a little bit behind, it's, it's not the end of the world. I know I can get that back there. And knowing where those little places that you can get a bit of time back in your day is really mm. key. It's just as key as knowing where you're going to go over. Yeah. So, like, if you can like, anticipate, oh, look, the morning's a bit tight, and then you get halfway through the morning and you're already behind, then you know, okay, I'm going to have to do something here because I've got a little bit up my sleeve at the end of the day, but it's not enough to recover from where I am yeah. right now. So, mm. um, the ability to know where you can get a bit of time back in your day, and really, you should have run through your day in your head the day before. You should know exactly yeah, how it's going to be now. Have the stock, you know. Um, you've talked to the customers, even the day before, I'm going to be coming out tomorrow, I just want to make sure we've got all the parts and we're prepared and we're not going to waste you money because we don't have the right stuff. Yeah. So many benefits of calling ahead and talking to the customers. Just being a prepared person as well. Like we wouldn't be able to do like this sort of stuff if we didn't know it was on today. Like we need to have you know the camera set up and, and that sort of thing. You, you can't just decide randomly to make that happen and squeeze it into a day. It's, it's about being prepared and planning for what's happening during the day and, 
and being able to actually execute what your plan is. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Cool. Well, I'm pretty happy with the way things are going, but really excited to hear what you guys are thinking. Um, any feedback you've got or questions or anything, post them in the, in the comments box below. Um, this is, you know, community, so share your experiences, share any tips or hints that you've thought of or and any ideas that you've thought of or anything that you want to try and implement um, moving forward after listening to this. I uh, would love to hear feedback. It's very valuable to us as well, especially questions because it helps us, you know, talk about more relevant stuff for you guys as, in, as an industry. Um, so, yeah, really stoked to have Kirk here as well. So thanks, Kirk. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully it's a bit of an insight as to the sort of challenges that we come up against and I'll, I dare say it'll ring true with a lot of you guys that are watching this so um, it should prove to be valuable or at least you can relate to what we're going through and, and sort of identify and, and understand that, that it's, a, it's a sort of industry-wide sort of challenge yeah. that people face. Yeah, that's what we, you know, this is why we're doing this as well because we're not perfect. We're trying to come up with solutions to these problems that we face all the time and we know other people are trying to do the same thing. So if we can share this and then come together and, and generate ideas, it's going to be good for everyone that's a member in here. So really passionate about, um, you know, just providing some, a platform for people to help others, help others with. Yeah, yeah for sure. Cool. Alrighty. Sweet. Well, thanks, Kate. Hey guys, thank you so much for being here. Just a reminder, use the promo code P-O-D-C-A-S-T, podcast, all in capital letters, at checkout at the Electrician Success Academy to get a lifetime 10% off for being one of our awesome listeners here at the Electrician Success Podcast. Anyway, have a fantastic day. I hope you're crushing it out there and I'll see you in the next episode.